When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in. Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd. You're home for Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, and therapy. And a feedback Friday here, part two. Or part one, if you're listening to the other part first. It's whatever part you want it to be. We've got uh, some Twins-related stuff to get to here, gentlemen. You can always hit us up through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab, and you can just send us anything you want. Questions, comments, concerns, critiques, whatever it is you got to get off your chest. You can send us messages throughout the week. We try to get to as many as we can across both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily on Fridays. You can also... Uh, send us messages to request being on Write That Down midweek. Let's start with Josh Carey here, boys. Happy uh, happy Twins home opener day here. Mm-hmm. Josh says yeah, I'm... What's that? Hmm? Nothing. Hmm? Nothing. No, go ahead. No. Sorry. I was going to say right back at you, but you were starting already, so it's fine. All right. All right. I'll leave more was, space. I'll leave more space. I was just... You're like, I was going to respond to it, and then I, it was, it's fine. Let's okay. just go. All right. Josh Carey says... I'm not sure if you guys heard this news today, but Bally's defaulted on their 2023 Twins rights payment this week, and MLB sued them today, according to The Athletic. So things are going really well between Sinclair. We keep saying Bally's. Poor Bally's. Bally's is just paying for the naming rights. It's really, it's Diamond Sports. Yeah. Right? I keep telling you, if I'm Bally's, I'm like, give me my money back, man. Right. Or give me my brand back. Yeah, I don't want to be known as the, a uh, bankrupt corporation. Yeah, it's not not their fault, I don't think. But uh, there's a big brouhaha happening here. It sounds like if resolution isn't met by April 13th, MLB could take control of Twins games away from Bally's, which may also eliminate blackouts in our local market. I'd love to hear your guys' take on this on the show. So there's also a big article in the um, Sports Business Journal about this. And so Diamond, which owns and operates the Bally Sports branded sports networks, made payments on time to at least eight teams in the past week. No respect. But not the Twins or the Guardians. One reason for withholding the Twins payment is not so much the size of its rights contract, but the length. The Twins deal with Bally Sports North ends after the season, and sources say the team has not been receptive to cutting a new deal. Um, What will happen... In the coming weeks here, what so what? Because you gotta you gotta have the games have to be on. You gotta serve the cord cutters and the non cord cutters, right? But then there's well, also the aspect ideally, of like revenue coming into the local team that they've been used to getting for the last you know two decades. That's the main, yeah, that so 
there's a bunch of uh, potentially, if this continues to play out as it is right now with the Guardians and Twins, there's a lot of unanswered questions. So what we know is this. Um, Cleveland.com actually had a story about the Guardians, which is just essentially parallel to the Twins situation last weekend. Uh, number one, it sounds like MLB, so not the teams themselves, but Major League Baseball is prepared to step in here and help produce games. Uh, their, their point being is that they have done, they've done this for quite some time with like their own network, uh, so it's not foreign to them. It's not in, I think in their mind, it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Like it would take work, but it would also cost money. My question is this, and Phil, we've talked about this for years and years. A lot of the revenue that comes into teams is from their cable package and satellite package. So if the payments aren't being made, there's payroll questions then too. Like they pay players from that. That's not some like ancillary package of, oh, we got this extra cash. It is lifeblood type currency. Um, I also would be curious, and I I should check because I could probably find the answer to this. I'm also curious what the distribution, like, like let's say April 20th, that the Twins and MLB are producing games. Um, Just to be clear, in Cleveland, and I'm sure it's, the same here. The talent would remain the same, so it'd still be Bramer, Morneau, that that cast. That wouldn't change. But what I'm curious about is what the distribution platform would then be. Correct. Like would it would it be MLB.com? But would it, it has be, to be. There has to be a streaming option, and there has to right. be an actual like cable That's or I mean or just out. like local. Could could the games be put on like Fox Nine Plus or right Channel Forty Five? Because I'm assuming. Right. If Bally's is defaulting on these payments, and by the way, according to Fangraphs, who put together the most recent list I found of all 30 TV deals, the Twins, this is the last year of their 10-year deal or 12-year deal, and uh, they bring in about $43 million a year from Bally Sports North in revenue, which is, which not, is actually which is bottom low. five in baseball. Mm-hmm. Very low. It's yes. only ahead of the Rockies, Brewers, and Marlins, and then the unknown Blue Jays. They don't know what the Blue Jays TV deal is. <laughs> Canada. Nobody because knows. it's hard to find Been Canadian trying to find TV out deals. for years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if that money is no longer coming in, I would I would assume the Twins are going to like get into a lawsuit with uh, Diamond right. Sports to try and get that right. money, right? Yeah. Right. But in the absence of that, couldn't they just put the games on any channel? If it's MLB, wouldn't they just want the games available to as many people as possible, both well, streaming and uh, terrestrial? I think the answer to your question is yes, but the the thing is is this. Um, if they were going to put it on an over-the-air channel, so, you know, let's say 45, 45 mm-hmm. Fox 9 Plus, they would then almost certainly have to buy that time to show their games because they're producing the games. Now, they, they would want to then sell the inventory within those games to recoup the commercial dollars. So the twins would, the twins would essentially want to control the telecast. Yeah. Um, but that would also mean that you wouldn't just be given the airtime for free. Unless you would have to buy that. Unless the local TV channel, if there was some sort of uh Hey, we take X percentage of, we get two commercial breaks ourselves. I don't know how that would work. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. But they, you still pay. It's cleaner to I, just I pay. Think you yeah. still pay. Yes. So it's a, uh, but, my guess is that if they don't, if if this continues like before May, we'll see something. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll just you know 
try and maintain status quo. Mm. I, I think they'll have to either go through and yeah, an established partner that people and fans kind of have already access to. So yeah, MLB.com, you know, makes the most sense, I guess, just from, from that side of things, or, you know, do they strike a deal with ESPN plus or Apple TV where, yeah, a fan might have to pay for that, but at least there's a thing that's readily available and sports fans are accessing that. And there's principal deals already in place with the league with those two respective entities. So I think that's also a route for them where they have to figure out, and that's probably a short-term option. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure they they might go back to the drawing board in the off season to try to figure out this long term. But I do think short term that would make sense to put it on one of those platforms too. So well, that but for the Twins it might. But here's the problem across the whole league in the NFL because it's all nationally televised games, and they have like region obviously like regionally televised games, but it's all it's all national TV deals. A deal with Fox for the games, a deal with NBC, CBS. They split that money across 32 teams, the TV money. In baseball, every team is in charge of its own TV deal. So you have teams like the Dodgers that bring in $240 million a year on their TV deal. The Twins bring in 43. The Angels, the White Sox, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Cubs all bring in nine figures, over $100 million per year on their TV deals. Again, the Twins bring in $43 million. Yeah. So if you're looking at the top teams in the league, the big markets, and you say, hey, uh, we're going to do what MLS did. We're just going to screw all this regional sports network crap. Let's just yeah, put all the games on one platform, ESPN Plus or you know what have you, Apple TV, and then we'll just split it all equally. The Dodgers are like, uh, <laughs> no, come again. No, you're not going to do that. Yeah, you're not going to do that. No. So I don't know how they untangle. This is a mess for the league. But it's even more of a mess for the twins because they don't have they don't have a broadcast partner for two thousand twenty four well, or maybe even for the second half of two thousand twenty three and they don't have that revenue coming in. That's what I was gonna say. That's where it gets that's the real problem. I, I think you can solve the broadcast partner part of the problem, but if um if Diamond Sports Group says we can't pay you, we're not paying you, we're done with your games, we're you're we're booting you off and you're leaving. That's a great question because, I mean, now we're talking payroll. Like, we're talking, that's yes. how you pay your players. This is not, again, this is not a nice a nice chunk of extra change. This is a fundamental, when you sit down at the beginning of the year to do your books and you sign players, this is a huge piece of that pie. And so that's where it gets to be super intriguing. Um, I think you're right. I think they probably would certainly have to sue them. But the problem is... If they don't have the cash, they don't have the cash. Yeah. So, like, like, what's the solution? What's the fix? All good questions. So, real quick, uh, according to, I believe this is Statista, the Twins brought in, in 2021, the Twins brought in 260-ish million dollars in gross revenue. The local TV money was like 20% of it. So, you take, and I don't know what their books look like, but you got, your your ticket revenue and your gate and your concessions and you got merchandise and there's probably some other licensing revenue that comes in yep. um and then you got your local tv deal so it's a it's a big chunk it's a big chunk <laughs> it's a big problem yep okay cody condon chimes in here and says this is via the score north app and says i'm not a huge twins fan but thought you guys would find this interesting it's the cumulative weight of every team's roster ranked one through 30th. That's right. Uh, someone went through oh and gosh. literally added up 
the listed playing weight for every player on every baseball roster, where do you think the Twins rank? And how much do you think the Twins roster weighs? Oh, God. So, obviously, guys like, I know Bucks actually put on some weight over the last few years and more muscle. I think like Buxton and Taylor and Polanco, like those aren't big. Those aren't big guys necessarily, but Gallo's huge. Um, Vasquez is big. Vasquez is a big boy. Oh man, Sano losing Sano kind of helped, but maybe it did. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with yeah, feel that so much. Yeah. Out of the 30 teams, they are in the top 10. They're in the bottom ten, boys. Bottom ten, okay. Uh, they're one of the ten lightest teams in baseball. They're they're not yeah. pretty, they're not across the board. They're not that big now. They're pretty sleek. So there's a. It's funny. There's actually only a four hundred pound gap between the the heaviest team and the lightest team. So the Brewers weigh five thousand six hundred forty pounds. Well, of course they sense. do. That makes sense. They're in Wisconsin. Yes. Correct. They're all just eating cheese curds. And they and always beer. they always have like three guys who look the same. Yeah, Daniel Vogelbach. They have like four Daniel Vogelbachs he's, he's on their play, team. Yeah. I swear he's played for the Brewers for my entire lifetime, like for twenty years, basically me being a baseball. <laughs> well, they've always fan. got a fat guy. Yeah, they've always got a fat guy Go, for sure. Going back Carlos to Carlos uh, Lee, Prince Fielder, Storman Gorman Thomas in my youth at that time was a very big man. Now he now he's not as he wouldn't be as big, but then he was huge. The Kansas City Royals are the second heaviest team. Which is no surprise. All those great barbecue joints. Oh, you know. Salvi. Salvi's a big guy behind the oh. plate, too. And then uh, the third is the Pirates, which you may think that's kind of random, Pittsburgh. But isn't Pittsburgh, isn't their thing putting French fries on sandwiches? That's, isn't that I like... Right. Sounds right. I think you're right, yeah. yeah so if, if everyone's just putting French fries on every sandwich they eat, then yeah, you're going to have a heavy baseball Phillies. team. A little cheesesteak <laughs> action there. Yeah, the Phillies are smack dab in the middle at 17. The Twins, by the way, weigh 5,399 pounds, which ranks 21st in Major League Baseball. That is slightly heavier than one adult male rhinoceros. Oh, or one okay. rhino. Okay. Yeah, so the more you know. Knowledge is power. That's a lot of work right there. Brian, Brian Lamoureux chimes in, says Declan does not have season tickets. 20 games a year is not a season ticket holder. Get off his high horse and just buy tickets when you want to go. What are your thoughts, guys? Whoa. Jeez. Well, um, what's are 20 game package holders season ticket holders in your mind, Judd? He was included in, in it's partial, but yeah, I mean, you, you are included in a lot of the benefits. So I guess if, if you want to be hardcore about it, no, he doesn't. But like Brian, is, Brian is being hardcore about it yeah, right now. By today's standards, yes, he has a partial season ticket. Yes, I mean that's I have tickets to twenty five percent of the home games. Well, you, you don't actually. Well, I did. Yeah, you're right. You gave I up. Did. In fact, we it's we ca- the Twins caught wind that Declan has a podcast now too, and they're either I think they might be mad at you. Victoria's <laughs> pissed. Let's call a spade a spade. Victoria is livid at you. You've made it a little awkward now. Or maybe they did. I don't know. But it's awkward between the Twins and Declan because we've talked about this. I mean, I have to pick up a media credential here in a couple hours to go to opening. What if that's revoked? Like, what? I mean, my God. They're not going to revoke your credential. You don't know, baby. That's the hardball they're playing. They won't even let me come into the ballpark in the press box and eat the the pretzels and and the free soda or drink the free soda. You you are going to get some sideways look in that looks in that press box. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. Because of this guy? Well, the mustache—the no, mustache is probably well, like the too. third thing they would look at you sideways yeah. for. I think it was the sideways shots that you took at the poor beat people all off season. What are you long talking while I about? Tried to defend them all. I didn't do that. 
That doesn't sound like me. If let, let's rank, let's rank us in order of how many shots we've taken at local media brethren on the show. I think Declan probably ranks third, I'm but third. but you're definitely not like unscathed. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and I was, and and I I piled on in my uh, Tom Bernard appearance on Thursday as well. <laughs> what? So, oh yeah, we we were talking about. Tom said that he thought that we, we had a great oh my God. media market here and like coverage of things. Oh, I, no. I tended to disagree. And I said, um, yeah, I don't think so. And then Stretch was on. And of course, he just lambasted the entire group. So. He lambasted the local Minnesota sports media. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, I was on, uh, I, I did my, my Friday hit with, with Tom Bernard today and Kent Herbeck's on at the same time as I am every just a couple of Minnesota baseball legends, Phil right. Mackey Definitely. and Kent Herbeck. Buffalo, Minnesota and Bloomington Kennedy. Yep. And, uh, they were, they were joking that like, apparently Joey Gallo was also the name of like some famous New York mobster from back in the day. Oh, funny. Okay. Is that accurate? Maybe. Sure. I I, I'll trust it. And so uh, Kent and Tom were saying you should, you know, when you go in there as a credentialed media, which has been a while, like I used to cover every game as a beat writer for four years. I'm much more inclined to just go like grab a beer and watch the game in the crowd than uh, than sit in the press box. But you should go and ask Joey Gallo about sharing his name with some sort of like famous mobster. And uh, I said, I don't know that I'm like welcome there right now. I feel like we've been so critical of the twins the last two or three years that we don't. They don't exactly roll the red carpet out for us because we're not. Uh, we get we get our credential access. We can go in the clubhouse. To, I don't okay. know if I'll go in the clubhouse today. I'm, I'm going to ease my way in there. I'm going to you know <laughs> just baby steps. First is the press box. You know, then maybe a post game access. Maybe if I'm feeling up to it, I'll get early for a pre game access. Maybe we'll, well do that. What's funny about that? About ten years ago, I think it was my last year on the beat, and I wrote a big article at the end of the season because I had gotten some information that there was going to be some major coaching staff changes and. There was some unrest in the clubhouse, and it was kind of toward the, the end of the Guardy era. And I wrote a big piece about some of the coaches that likely weren't going to be brought back and contracts that were expiring. And I came in the next day, you know, to do my job and write about the Twins. And uh, Mike Herman was the head of Twins PR at the time, and he pulls me aside and he goes, uh, head on a swivel today, Mackie. That room is not happy with some of the things you wrote. I'm like, I appreciate the heads up. But the funny thing about athletes, like baseball players especially, they get all mad, like, oh, when's that when's that Patrick Royce gonna come in and show his face, right? But they don't actually do anything. They just wanna they just wanna look you up and down. They just wanna look Judd up and down for the rant he went on or the column that he wrote for scorenorth.com. They don't the major the majority of guys that play don't give a damn. Yeah. In fact, it was around two thousand and was it five or six, I was covering the Vikings and I realized the only thing players are cognizant of or were at that point in time, ESPN. If you went on and said anything about the team, the locker room knew it. But if you wrote in the Star Tribune that this was the worst collection of human beings to ever grace the face of the earth they never and they it. were just useless, hey, John. they never saw it. They'd be like, <laughs> hey. hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? I mean, you literally, athletes don't care about anything but like the major platform i think but i think social media has changed that i think they sense they they definitely read the comments and the at replies and stuff and they get a general sense but they don't necessarily read your article at yeah you know, don't pioneer know. press whatever it's very odd yeah it's very very odd um rare a shout out here it's finally i think today it's like 50 degrees high on this uh home opener day here golf season is around 
the corner. Yes, it Judd is. Judd just dropped a golf ball uh, on his desk, it sounded like. No, you I like... just dropped a uh, hockey puck. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, I thought you were like me. I like to keep a ball in the chamber when I'm swinging because uh, usually, you know, two-shot decks, oh, sure. if he duffs the first one, he might, he might drop in a second shot. Uh, I don't do that at the Meadows at Mystic Lake, though, because uh, typically, as I have even did a nice little film piece for, I, I, I actually drill some putts, and I hit some nice chips at wow. the Meadows at Mystic Lakes. Humble brag there. Uh, you get well, the that's fl- just a straight brag, actually. Just a straight brag. They were they, <laughs> the, the, the videographer was like, I thought you said, like, you only shoot 100, and I said, I do. But I guess you put a camera on me, and like Brooks <laughs> Kepka today, you know, the pressure's on, and all of a sudden I start performing a little bit. Uh, you Who's can, this about? You can, you can get a, the frequent player cards, Zolgad. Get a frequent player card. Yeah, I like that. Save on tee times. Get it three weeks in advance. Uh, you, can book, you can book these and buy these at golfthemeadows.com as we get closer and closer to golf season. You can book that tee time. Go to golfthemeadows.com to learn more. Yeah. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Um, let's see here. Let's go to this one from Corey Larson. Mackie, can we add a strikeout category for when someone has a check down and write that down? For example, Declan's prediction of Kirill Kaprizov will play in a regular season game before the playoffs start is a total check down. If he doesn't end up playing, Declan should have to, uh, should have a mark against him. It would also incentivize Judd to check down less often and allow you and Dex to hold them accountable. I'm not totally sure how it would work. Maybe if Judd makes a checkdown prediction, you and Dex call him out for it, and he can be given an opportunity to Mm -hmm. add to his prediction or risk getting a strikeout if it doesn't happen. Uh, We generally are against adding more categories to make write that down more complicated for the audience. Uh, But I do think there's a certain uh, integrity aspect of sometimes on the show, people care more about their statistics than the show and I and maybe it is time at some point maybe. to put an accountability uh, metric in. Kirill is back, by the way, so he'll play tomorrow. So that is happening. So that I, I won't get burned from the checkdown gods. Uh, he will play against uh, or on Saturday for the Wild. So that will happen. But yeah, How's I mean, Eck uh, is not good. That is a week to week injury. That is actually very bad about news about uh, about Joel Erickson. I think Eck. it's foot. I think his foot's broken. But regardless, with the uh, with the state of his question, I would understand it. I think. You know, sometimes, What's the line? yeah, we have to, well, yeah, I think it's more of, we can't allow the prediction to happen. Like, remember the one time, and we've all been guilty of checkdowns, but the, but my opinion, the most ultimate one, at least since I've been on the show, is when Judd said Miguel Sano will hit five home runs over like an eight week period in June. Remember the, yep, remember the, yeah. remember the five home run, like, yeah. shot, of course he's going to run into five balls well, that he'll put Park over the fence. Yes, yeah. it was it was an egregious. So check I, down. I think yeah. there has to be a conversation just internally of you can't make that prediction. You have to add to it. I think that is we just can't allow well, a check down okay. like that. To happen. So it's a kind of an accountability of we can call out a check down as it's happening, and then two people can force that person to either defend it and explain why it's not a check down, or they have to add to it if they get called out. So if this was l- last week, Declan could be called out. And would have to say Kirill Kaprizov will play in a game and score a goal or two. Yes, there have to be. A, if we call him out and say, "No, dude, yeah. integrity of the right. show," that's a check down. You're stat hunting. Okay. 
You're, okay. you're boxed. You're trying to. I mean, I think the this could score. get ugly. I think this could pit friends against each other. Well, that's already happened. I I think that this could be a, basically a housewives type of show, but that's fine. Let's okay. do it. Uh, Austin Herdina here with the last one for now says, "Why change the name of the show from Mackie and Judd to Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd?" It's a good question. Some people might have noticed a little bit of different branding on the show here this week on the YouTube channel, on the podcast feeds, and uh, the three, uh, I guess the the, the three C level. Uh, executives of the show, which is us, me, Judd, and Declan, put our heads together. Mackie and Judd is such an old, like, radio show name. You know, it's like nine years of Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN or whatever it was. I think it was like six years or something. And we see so many people that had no idea that we did a radio show discovering our Score North content or Purple Daily content on YouTube and other digital platforms. We just wanted to open a gate for if you are typing in like in Google or or podcasts or YouTube, Minnesota sports or Minnesota sports podcast, you have a better chance of finding us if the show is called something other than just Mackie and Judd. So that's kind of why we did it. It's a slight tweak. Mm-hmm. We're still Mackie and Judd. Mm-hmm. It looks We're good, still though. the same show. The branding looks good. It's very yeah. fresh. It's like a storefront inviting people that have never heard of Mackie or Judd. Into the party here, right? Who are these guys? What are they all about? Yeah, they're all about Minnesota sports. That's exactly right. Yeah, Minnesota sports. <laughs> so yeah, so nothing. The show is the same. It's uh, you know, nothing, nothing overhauled here, but it's just a slight little, little tweak to invite newcomers into Score North and uh, Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd. So all right, there's your feedback Friday. Hopefully we solved all the world's issues here, and uh, you can send us messages for next week. We'll get to as many as we can, and uh, happy Target Field opening weekend to everyone. We'll see you Monday on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd.